1: Welcome to episode 105 of the Derek Diamond Experience podcast. Thank you so much for making this podcast part of your day. And coming up on today's show, you'll be hearing my conversation with artist Deanna Harold and comic book writer Roland Mann, who previously appeared on this very podcast a couple of months ago. So it was great getting to reconnect with Roland and meet Deanna for the first time and talk with them both about this project that they've collaborated on, which is a comic book called Tiny, based off the classic fairy tale, Thumbelina. And Roland was kind enough to send me a preview copy of the book, which I literally just finished reading. And it was very good. It felt very different than most comic books I'm used to reading. You know, when you think of comic books, you think of Superman, Batman, Spider-Man, Captain America, and superhero type stuff. But this was very different. It felt like a classic fairy tale In comic book form and I think the writing along with the artwork really helped that feel you know convey across the pages to the reader which was myself the art looked like a modern Disney type of animation which I thought was really good and fit perfectly with the story so they both did a fantastic job and I can't wait to read more but we didn't just talk about Tiny we talked about their recent experience at Megacon in Orlando Florida Uh, Learning about Deanna's art background, how the two met, which there's actually a really cool story behind that, but you'll have to listen to the interview to find out how that happened. We talk about uh, Captain America, Civil War, all types of nerdy things. It was just a really fun conversation. And I will say, uh, before we wrap this intro up, we did have some technical difficulties, so if the editing sounds a little choppy, I do apologize for that. But it was still a very fun interview, and I can't wait for you guys to hear it. But before we get to that, let me tell you about my close friends, the Unicorn Wranglers. And the Unicorn Wranglers are very important to this show. They're a local indie rock band based right here in Pensacola, Florida, and they supply the theme music that you hear at the beginning and the end of each episode. And the song you heard today is Twin Peaks from their album Murder Mystery Night, which you can find that and their EP *Atomics* now on iTunes and Spotify. Just search for *The Unicorn Wranglers*. You can also follow them on social media. They're on Twitter, Facebook, and Instagram at Wranglers And finally, be sure to check out their website, *TheUnicornWranglers.com*. And without further ado, here is my interview with Roland and Diana. <laughs>
2: Thank you.
1: Sitting here with my two very special guests this week One a returning guest and the other a new one I have comic book writer Roland Mann back on the show And I also have artist Diana Harold Guys, how you doing tonight?
0: Just dandy Yeah, yeah. really good
1: <laughs> Good, good So uh, I wanted to, uh, to start off by asking Because uh, you guys were recently at Megacon A c- convention that I've heard a lot about But I've never had the chance to go to it uh, how was your experience at Megacon?
2: I'll let Deanna go first on this one.
0: Oh, okay. Um it was just it was really it was really amazing just um 'cause I've never been on the other side. I've always been like a visitor to MegaCon, but never one who's in artist alley or in the booth. So it was really um really just honor to be there and just um get to meet a bunch of new people and I love meeting new people so it was very very um exciting to be there.
2: Yeah, and of course this would be uh, this was my fifth MegaCon. Uh, it was my fourth in a row. The first one I did was back in 1990. It was either 98 or 99? I can't remember exactly. But um, since I moved down here to the Orlando area, this was my my fourth in a row. And of course, you know, there's, it's a comic book convention, so it's always fun. It's always fun to get out and, and you know promote your work and meet you know meet new fans, see the cosplayers. Um, and of course this was you know, a little extra special because we, you know, we did debut the first issue of Tiny, uh, and I'm very happy to report uh, to you, Derek, you're the first one we re- report right here. Um, we sold out of all the copies that we, we had at uh, MegaCon, so um, I think that's a you – know, for, for us, that's, that's like a good sign because it means that folks are interested in it and willing to take a chance on it, and hopefully that you know, it's, it's a good thing for them.
1: Absolutely. No, congratulations on that. That's, that's awesome. Thank you. So, uh, Deanna, you said that you've, that was your first time being like on the other side of a convention. Like, have you been to a lot of other conventions before?
0: I've been to a lot of other, um, conventions. Um, Megacon I've been to, I think once, no, twice before. Um, and um, they were they were a while back though, like back in like high school, so it's been like more than four years since I had been to
1: one. I can tell you from past experience, like being on, you know, the side where you're just a fan, and then if you're like a guest, whether it be an artist alley or like a media guest or something, it's it's a little different. But they're both kind of cool in their own way. Like I, I just I know me and Roland talked about this last time, but uh, I just love conventions. They're so fun to go to. <laughs> Yes, they are. Now, Deanna, what, before we get into uh, Tiny and what exactly it's about, um, d- tell me a little bit about yourself, because I, I haven't talked to you before until now, but um, like, did you grow up like wanting to be an artist, or was it something that kind of came along later?
0: Uh, it's funny you mention that, just because um, <laughs> <laughs> it's it's something I've always like known I wanted to do something with art. Uh, I remember being like really, really young and um, like teachers would kind of point out how I would draw like specific details that other children would miss out. Not, not because of anything they did It's more, more of, I was very um, attentive to detail um, like a knuckles on the finger. And they, they were obviously very bad because I was like four years old drawing these things. But, um, and like even growing up in middle school and high school, uh, I've just always, like, known that art is something I wanted to be a part of.
1: Cool. Yeah, I, I envy people that are artists because I can't even draw <laughs> a stick figure to save my life. So seeing, you know, like, the, the, the cover of Tiny, I think, is, like, really, really good because there's so much detail in it with the dust and the background and, and everything. And I'm like, I wouldn't even know how to do that. Like, I can do stuff in Photoshop, but nothing like that. Like, that that's that's true art there. So that, the covers, the cover's beautiful. So how did you guys meet?
0: Well, um, like about a year, a year back. Um, I, I liked, um, also acting. I love drawing and acting and I didn't know what I was going to do with, with my, with my art or my acting. I didn't know where my life was kind of going kind of thing. So I did a lot of, um, auditions for Disney, uh, for performers and uh, cuz I like also like that type of thing and I met a girl there and her um I just ended up um swapping facebook names with her just to um see if she got through through the audition cuz I like to do that too and also um it's someone you know if you go back again it's it's really helpful to know more people too when you go to an audition cuz they're really big and intimidating so we neither of us got through but um we uh I, I find out that she's Roland Mann's daughter and uh, wow. we actually live really close funny enough like really like about less than 20 minutes away from each other which is actually kind of a rarity because I meet a lot of people who are like I met someone from Ireland I met someone from like wow. like Georgia so it's it, so that was really ironic and um and later she messages me and um, introduces herself and her dad and uh, I guess he saw some of my artwork on her timeline or she showed him and that's kind of how it started. It's a small world.
2: It is. I mean, that's the kind of cool thing, you know. She, was, she you know, she comes in and tells us about her experiences down there and everything, and and um, of course, it wasn't the first time she had been down there. And then she's like, "Oh, you know, Dad, did you see the artwork from some of this girl uh, from this girl that I met?" Now, yeah. here's the thing: you got to understand. So many times, people, t- you know, tell me, "Oh, you have to see the artwork from the, you know, this person." And you know, of course, having done this for so many years, I'm like, yeah, 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 that's fine. Show me. It's it's all cool. But I, you know, you don't expect that much. And she started showing me Diana's artwork, and I'm like, wow, this is actually really good. So, you know, what? Can you see more? What else can you see? <laughs> so I started, I started, sort of peppering my daughter with questions. You know, ask her if she likes comic books. Ask her if she's interested in, in you know, in anything like that. And so well, this goes over, you know, I don't know, several days anyway, maybe even a couple of weeks. And so, long story short there it was like, okay, well, see if she wants to like meet up and talk and uh, so we met like at a local chick-fil-A here, and she wrote her sketchbook and we just chatted and said, "All right, well, you know, are you interested in this at all?" And she's like, "Yeah, I am, so I'm like, okay, well cool." And so we started talking, what do you like? what do you like to draw you know what do you want to do and um, obviously, if you see her work you can you can see you know she's certainly heavily Disney inspired, but she likes fairy tales. And so I'm like, all right, well, let me see what I can come up with. And so, you know, I retreat back to the writer's cave and uh, come up with some pitches and, and toss at her. And she's like, okay, I, li- I like this one best. And that's tiny.
1: I can't think of any better combination than comic books and Chick Fil A. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. <laughs> no, that that's yeah, okay. cool. How just a, a random discovery can can lead to something like that because it something that Deanna said is like. It's rare to meet someone who lives like right down the road from you or you know mm-hmm. 10 minutes away usually it's someone from like another state or mm-hmm. like like she said another country. Mm-hmm. But no that that's really cool and that just kind of shows like the impact of social media because if you didn't have Facebook chances are that wouldn't have happened.
0: No.
2: Absolutely.
1: That that's that's really cool. So what exactly is Tiny about? Like it, it definitely has the the fairy tale look to it, and I've only seen the cover of it, but it definitely has that Disney, like newer Disney animation kind of look with the fairy tale aspect of it. So, what exactly is it about? Well,
2: uh, first off, remind me to send you. I've got a, a preview copy that I'll I, I can zap to you so that you can uh, give it a read, and and uh, that way you can see it. Praises, right? Because you will have read it by that point in time. Um, But but tiny is the. It's basically our retelling of the classic Thumbelina fairy tale. Um, You know, we make some changes to it. Uh, We think that um, folks who are fans of the of Thumbelina. We'll read it and they won't be offended and say, "Oh no, you changed it all, blah blah blah." We think they'll read it and say, "Yeah, this is this is pretty cool. We like this." And we think, you know, those of course who aren't familiar with Thumbelina won't really know the difference anyway. So, but we do make some changes, kind of things that we we wanted to do. They're minimal, but they're, they're just kind of things that we wanted to do with the story. But um, so yeah, it's a story. Basically, if for those who don't know, it's the story of a girl who's. Um, you know, looking to find out kind of who she is. She's different. Obviously, she's tiny. She's she fits in. Um, she's born in a, in a flower, and you know she doesn't understand why she's different. Early early in the story, part of what uh, gets the story kicked off, she gets kidnapped, and um, and so we we kind of follow her as she's you know being goes through one abduction to the other to the other to the other. So
1: it's funny you say that because. Uh, last week, I interviewed an author who wrote an alternate take on Sherlock Holmes, and yeah. and he's uh, he was saying that he's waiting to just get blasted by fans for it not being the Sherlock they want. Right. You you, you can make your own interpretations to the story, so I think it's good that you know, you say the changes aren't major, but you should still right. put your own spin on it.
2: Oh, absolutely, and that's what we're doing.
1: And I, I think it's it's kind of adding, you know, maybe not necessarily a, like, more modern take on it, but just something a little bit different to kind of make it your own, because if you're reading the exact same story, then why read it again?
2: Right, exactly.
1: So how, how was the experience, you know, like, working on this book? Because I know, like, you guys had never worked together before. But how how was the whole creative process, like... Were you, Roland? Were you just like, did you strictly do the story, or did Diana have her input as well, and vice versa on the artwork?
2: Yeah, you know, absolutely. We uh, we talked about it. Um, you know, before before I actually went to story, we talked about it a little bit. Um, you know, I, essentially what I did is I, I gave her pitches, and so they were the. Th- I gave her three pitches. They were all I don't know about a. You know, a paragraph long, about a third of a page long, maybe half of a page. I'd, I'd have to look back uh, for sure. Um, and, and of course, they were, you know, they were kind of minimal at that point in time. And then we talked about when, when she said, "Okay, this is the one I like." So we talked about that some. And then I went back and said, "Okay, well, here's some of the characters." Kind of gave some um, sort of like character descriptions. And then she went and and did all the art for the the, the characters. So everything you see in there. Um, funny thing about that is. Um, as she got into the, the the section of art that she's doing now in, in issue two, uh, she sends me an email. She says, I thought this character was a male, and I'm like, mm, um, I don't think so. And I look back at the story, and I'll be doggone. Sure enough, I had changed – I had accidentally changed the sex of a male from the time we talked about it, and she did her sketches, right? So I even had the sketches right there, and when I got <laughs> to doing the, the plot, I had you know, started referring to this as a female character, and so, anyway, it was. Uh, uh, so we, we, and I should probably say for those uh, listeners who know, we're doing this in a Marvel uh, plot first style. I'm a big believer in this style. Uh, I, I think that um, when it works right, when it works well, uh, you get the 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 end result is far better because. I could sit down and write, you know, page one, panel one. You know, we're looking at this from this angle and all that kind of stuff. And I feel confident in that. It's not that I don't feel like I can't do it. However, artists have a better artistic eye than I do. I'm a writer. You know, my thing is character and story and plot and all that kind of stuff. Why wouldn't I just say, you know, look, here's what's happening. You use your artistic uh, skills and direct this on the page. Um, and so that's the that's the way we've been doing this. Uh, and I think, of course, you know the proof is in the pudding. There, you get to see the pages. I, I think it's just fantastic. And and so she, so then what happens then is she finishes the artwork, and I get I get you know the artwork then, and then I will script. You know, I'll print out the page and I'll just script over. Okay, here's what these characters need to be saying based on the plot that I submitted her. So that's kind of our
1: process. And I I agree with that. I think it's a is a really good process, too. and it's good that you guys kind of collaborate with each other and you know it's a true team effort which I think is really good. I mean, yeah, your primary job is writing, but you know, she could catch something like you mentioned with the with the male mm-hmm. character and vice versa. So, I think you guys work really well together even though this is the only project you've done. Cool. Well, I'm in, I'm enjoying the heck out of it. Yeah, I I, I can definitely tell cuz I know you you messaged me was it a week ago and you're like hey I've got this new project that I'd love to come back on your show and talk about so yeah so definitely um, do you guys know how many issues uh, Tiny's going to be like do you guys have like a an end game plan or is it just kind of you're just going with it until you finish the story that you know you think you've told. Well no
2: we've actually you know it's actually slated to be just a, a, a two issues so initially we when we talked about it we were like let's just do let's do one thing let's do a, a graphic novel kind of a short graphic novel let's do a, a graphic novel we were kind of shooting it maybe um you know I don't know forty eight to sixty four pages something like that that we could square bind it you know and get it on the shelves and libraries and bookstores and that kind of thing. Um, and then, as convention season kind of rolled away, it rolled around, more specifically, uh, MegaCon because it's here local to both of us, we're like, you know, we're not going to finish this by MegaCon, but what we could do is split it into two issues, and we could go ahead and get the first issue out, and then, um, you know, see how the response is, and maybe even start a Kickstarter to help us out to raise the funds for the the second issue. And so just a couple of months back, that's kind of what we decided we'd do. We decided, all right, let's get the first issue out so we can have that at MegaCon. We can debut the, the first issue at MegaCon and then work to finish the second issue after that. Um, so yeah, it's it's two issues and done. Now, I'm going to give you the the you know standard comic book creator answer to that. If Tiny does Gangbusters… I can't. Again, I am not going to speak for Diana, De- but you know, if Tiny does Gangbusters, then I am not opposed to coming back and telling another Tiny story, <laughs> right?
1: Uh, that's that is a traditional comic creator answer, but you know what? I I like it.
2: Uh, and and I'll, I'll be honest with you, I hadn't even considered, you know, sort of taking it beyond uh, the sort of fairy tale story. Until just recently, and when I say just recently, I mean really recently because of of, uh, how well it went over at uh, at MegaCon. I'm like, okay, well, you know, if we can keep up this kind of momentum, then I hate to see it come to an end. If you know folks are really liking it, so what can I do? And so it's kind of been in the in the back of my mind. Uh, obviously, we you know we still have the Kickstarter, so I'm you know it's taken the, the front front burner in my mind. But in the back burner, I'm like, okay, well, what else can I do? And so I'm 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 already kind of kicking some things around to see, okay, if it happens, what can we do next?
1: Right, and kind of uh, bringing up the Kickstarter, we were talking a little before we started recording about the Kickstarter. Um, what made you guys decide to go that route?
2: Well, I mean I, I know that you and of course your um, your audience knows that it it can get uh, it can get costly to, um, to to print a comic book um, not only do you have the printing you have the publicity, publicity um, and the other thing to, to kind of keep in mind, which you know I know a lot of folks think of is it takes a lot of time um, you know, Deanna's a college student. Um this has taken time away from her studies. As a matter of fact there's been there's been a couple of occasions when, you know, I've just said, Hey, how's it going? And she emails me and says, you know, I'm studying for my finals or I'm studying for I've gotta do this, you know, this project. And of course in the back of my mind I'm sitting there thinking, Okay, the project can wait, let's w you know, let's get
1: tiny on going.
2: But my response is always, school comes first. <laughs> you can, school comes first. Well as a um, professor,
1: you kind of have to say that too. I do. You're <laughs> right.
2: <laughs> I think I would get uh, uh, the the professor equivalent of disbarred if I said something different, wouldn't I?
1: Probably, probably. But it's it's all good. And you guys actually met your Kickstarter goal within was it four days?
2: Just under four days. It was if we were counting hours, it'd probably equal up to about three and a half days. And and I got to tell you that uh, it just flabbergasted, just flabbergasted us because you know we were, I mean it's a thirty day, you know Kickstarter allows you to do you know kind of any number of days, but we said all right everybody kind of does thirty days, we're going to do a thirty day Kickstarter. Heck, we, you know, we made in four less than four days. I was like, okay, so now people can kind of come on and and when they see our Kickstarter, it's not like. Oh, do I want to pledge to this and help them out or do I not want to pledge to this and help them out? No, at this point in time it's kind of like does this look like a book that I would like because the the it's going to make and so I just need to decide do I want issue 1? Do I want both issues? Do I want some digital which what do I want? And at this point really it's, you know, it's it's kind of exciting because we're going to get to see how many people actually just say, "Yes, this looks like an interesting project. I want it."
1: Right, exactly, and it's got to be a gratifying feeling when – because with Kickstarter and any other type of crowdfunding, you're depending on basically people to donate to your project, whether it be you know, a comic book or a film, a novel, anything like that. It, right. Just seeing it being met especially that quickly had to have felt really gratifying.
2: Yeah, incredibly so because, I, you know, I mean as a creator – Part of what you're selling is yourself, and yeah, we we have got there. There's uh, you know something physical you can take, or well, it's digital, you, you know. It's, but there's something tangible that um, you know a comic book Kickstarter gives you. You you contribute to the Kickstarter, you get a comic book out of it, um, and so there, there's always that. But you know, in in reality, people are uh, pledging their money because they're saying, you know, we. We have faith in you. We we have confidence that you can deliver this project, and we think it's a worthwhile project to uh, to contribute to. And we think that that you know we think enough of you to contribute to the project. So, um, yeah, that's you know there's 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 something very humbling about that as well.
1: Absolutely, and and I would like to formally say because I know I said it off the air, but uh, congratulations on you know funding your Kickstarter. Like, it's I always love seeing, you know, whether it be friends of mine or just people that I interview on this podcast, when they meet their goal like that. It's just with so many negative stories mm-hmm. on the internet and on social media, it's good to see something yeah. positive like that.
2: Yeah. Well, uh, well thank you very much. I, and we, I mean, we know we couldn't have done any of this without, you know, the help of folks like yourself. Um, you know, just there's been a lot of people, you know, sharing. Um, I know I've had, had folks send me messages and say, you know, hey, I, I, I'm in a tight spot. I can't give right now, but I'm going to share the heck out of it and get all my friends to give uh, to contribute to um, the Kickstarter. And, and, you know, I appreciate that tremendously.
1: Right, and that, that's something that, you know, everyone says that if you can't donate, then just spread the word. And to me, that's almost as good because that's the best way to publicize things, just, you know, good old-fashioned word of mouth.
2: That's right, and you know uh, somebody else's. Even though you know it's one of those overlapping circle things that shows you know, your networks is like, you know, I have you know my circles, but then someone in my circle has a completely different circle. So if they share it, then it goes to all the people in their circle. And the thing about it is, the people in their circle have confidence that whatever they're sharing, you know, they they have confidence in. You know, Because I trust the people that I know, and when somebody that I know says, oh, this is a worthwhile project, you should look into it, you know what? I'm going to go look because I trust that person.
1: Right, exactly. Um, do you guys uh, have any plans on working together on any type of other project besides Tiny?
2: I want to see what Deanna says before I answer. I... <laughs> 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 <laughs>
0: I'm totally on board. I love working with Roland. He makes it very exciting to, uh, cause I think my, appreh- like, initial apprehension with working with someone is just like, are they cool? Like, 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 are they cool with just how I work too? Like, like, are they gonna be okay with this or, and he's really easy to work with, which is wonderful. So I'm, I'm totally up for it. Totally. Cool.
2: So, so I'll tell you here, Derek, and I, and I can't, I, I won't divulge your project yet, but, uh, I've been kind of, um, Sort of peppering her with some uh, an idea that I've had that I just think I just think her work will look fantastic on. She's assured me she's read one chapter and she's liked what she's read so far. <laughs> <laughs> uh, but uh, so yeah, I, I'm um, you know I mean I'm in love with her art, obviously, and, and as she said, she's she's so much fun to work with. She's so cool, um, you know, and it's fun for me to see someone coming. Bringing a whole toolbox of artistic tools, and you know we talked about this a little bit before. I'm gonna I'm gonna sing some of Diana's phrases. So she, good thing you probably can't see her because she might make her blush here. So you know, (laughs) part of what I do, you know, Derek, in teaching comics, I teach the sort of you know, here's how comics are meant to be read. When you're putting art together in comics, here's how you know it should sort of work on the page with, with not just the artwork but with the text, you know, that you end up putting on there, and you know, uh, Diana, I forget what your degree is. I'm sorry. You've told me like ten times, but I forget.
0: I, I can say it again. Yeah, what is it? <laughs> well, it's really long, but here it goes. Okay. Visual arts and emerging media management, so just art and business kind of thing. <laughs>
1: That's yeah. a mouthful. So, yeah.
2: <laughs> it is. So here's the thing, though. I asked her, I said, you know, have you ever had any sequential art, which is what comics are, right? And she's like, No. And I'm looking at her art, and I'm like, "How can you not have had any sequential art because there's just a natural movement of hers from one panel to the next panel you know we read in our Z pattern and all that kind of stuff me and you we know this thing because you know this has been part of us for years and years and years well, it's just a natural thing for Dion. and I look at her art and I'm like, it's hard for me to believe that you haven't had any sequential art training you know because it's just it's just fantastic so um so yeah, that was a long way to say. Uh, do we do we have any plans? Um, they're 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 not one hundred percent locked in, but I think we're we're both kind of feeling the, the energy here. So you know, I feel I feel pretty good about saying yeah, there'll probably be another project from us when this one's done.
1: Awesome, yeah, I'll definitely look forward to uh, following it, and I, I'm excited to read the, the preview copy of Tiny, and I'll love uh, I'll actually review it uh, when I record the intro. Uh, cool. for this interview, so it'll be kind of a review-slash-interview. But uh, before nice. but before we go, uh, there were a couple more things I wanted to ask, uh, not Tiny-related, because I know, Roland, when you were on the show last time, we talked a lot about like Marvel movies and DC movies mm-hmm. and things like that. A lot of stuff has come out since we talked last. So I- I'll ask both of you. Have both of you seen Civil War, and if you have, what did you think of it?
0: Yes, I have seen it.
2: Yes, I have seen it. So <laughs> I'll I'll let her go first and tell her tell her opinion.
0: Oh, I just um I just really en- I really enjoyed it. That thought it was really really well paced. I I enjoyed it as a whole. I, got, I don't have anything specific to say about it, but I just I really did enjoy it. Good movie experience.
2: Okay, so so I have some specific things to say. How spoiler free is this supposed to be, Derek?
1: Oh, just you can go all out.
2: Okay, so um. So for me, the, the single best moment was when Ant-Man turns into Giant Man at the airport battle scene. I had no idea that was coming. Apparently it had leaked out to some people. I had no idea it was coming, and I had a geek-tastic moment at that time <laughs> when when he's running along on a little trip. The thing, he says, hey, I may have something that you know I've tried maybe once, and I'm like, oh no, 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 he's not, is he? And of course the minute he pushes that button, I'm like, oh, he's going to <laughs> Giant Man! Oh my goodness. Um, yeah, I, I enjoyed the heck out of that movie. Now, here's the weird thing, though. It felt more, and I liked it now, so don't get me wrong, but it felt more like an Avengers movie than it did a Captain America movie.
1: To me, that's what Avengers 2 should have been. Oh, was, man. Was that. Yeah. And I, yeah. I I was the same way. Like I had no idea that he was going to become Giant Man. Like, I... I, I didn't even know that it leaked before the movie actually came out. Like, I literally had no idea. Me either. And then when he says, oh, I've, you know, tried this thing once or twice, and I'm like, wait a minute. Yep. And then he hits the button, and he starts to grow, and I'm like, holy crap, he's Giant Man.
2: <laughs> well, when I, when I you know, made my excla- exclamation there in the in the studio, my son leaned, leaned over to me. He said, I already knew that was going to happen.
1: I'm like, Dude! <laughs> What? But at least he didn't spoil it for you.
2: True. Very true. Yeah. We try to be real careful when the uh, – w- you know, when there's movies that are out that we want to see that like that and, and not to I try not to watch too many spoilers. I mean, too many uh, uh reviews, uh watch too many of those thing, kind of things because you know, I want to see it uh, without all the other, you know, if somebody likes it great. If somebody doesn't like it great. I want to see it and make my own decision. Um, and then I'll go read all the, the, the reviews and you know that kind of thing, but I don't know how he found out, but yeah, he said he already knew it.
1: Yeah, that, that movie was just so good to me. Like, I loved Black Panther. He was oh, awesome. Oh, man,
2: wasn't he great? Yeah.
1: And then uh, it's funny because uh, one of my friends said this after we went and saw the movie. Marvel did Spider-Man better in 20 minutes than Sony did in five <laughs> movies combined.
2: No kidding. <laughs> No <laughs> kidding. You know, I still don't really like Hawkeye. Um, I, I think Jeremy Renner's fine. I don't dislike Jeremy Renner, but I just still really don't like the way he is on the screen. That said, it doesn't ruin my movie experience. You know what I mean?
1: Right. And it, like, my my own little geek out moment was because like, I was a huge Spider-Man fan growing up. Mm-hmm. And when uh, uh, Black Widow said, you know, we're kind of short-staffed, and I'm like, He's about to go to New York and visit Peter Parker, and then he's like – and then it shows queens in big letters, and I'm like <gasps> – <laughs> and, and, I'm, and I'm like, that's – he he was perfect as Spider-Man. Like, I, I love mm. just the little quips he had. Uh, the moving oh, eyes on the costume were great. And I even laughed out loud when he was like, hey, did you guys see that really old movie, The I Empire know. Strikes Back? <laughs> no.
2: <laughs> that really old movie.
1: <laughs> uh, just, yeah, that using great. that to take out Giant Man was was just great.
2: That was yeah, that was that was classic stuff right there.
1: Absolutely, and a one Disney question. Well, I guess it's a two parter. Did you guys ever see the Jungle Book, the live action no, one? No, I, have, I, I haven't. Did. seen that
0: one yet.
2: Yeah, I saw that.
0: But go for it. <laughs> you know, what? I enjoyed it.
2: Um, I thought they did. I loved all the voices uh, that they that they chose. I, I want to say that uh, also. Um, oh, who's the great eight? What is his name? King uh, King, King Louis. Louis. Oh, King Louis was King Louis. Was probably my favorite scene in the movie. Um, that said, the the animated movie has such a place in my my childhood that um, this movie does not top the animated piece. Um, It it doesn't come close to topping it, but I still enjoyed I still enjoyed the the live action movie,
1: right? And I I thought the CG in it was absolutely amazing, like some of the best I've ever seen.
2: Yep. Again, I I think the King Louis episode, the the King Louis scene, you know, uh, and of course it was you know Christopher Walken. you know, I had no idea half of these voices. It was one of these things like, yeah, I knew the movie, I'd, I'd seen the trailer, but I hadn't paid much attention to it. And so my daughter wanted to see it, and we—it was one of our, you know, daddy-daughter dates, and we went out to to watch it. And I'm like, every time these voices showed up, I'm like, oh, that's Christopher Walken, oh, that's Scarlett Johansson, <laughs> you
1: know. And I thought Bill Murray was the perfect choice for Baloo.
2: Oh yes, he was. <laughs>
1: yep. Yeah. Uh, last Disney question: Have you guys seen the live-action trailer for Beauty and the Beast?
0: I mean the teaser one.
1: Yes, the teaser one. Yes. I have not. It, it really, looks it looks really good.
0: Really pretty scenery too. I'm really floored by by the uh, the aesthetics and the it's really pretty. I really I really like the visuals. Visuals are beautiful.
1: Yeah, it, it looks a lot like, it's almost like a shot-for-shot shot remake of the trailer for the cartoon. It is. Oh, wow. But visually, it looks really, really good. Mm-hmm. Wow, and
2: now, now this is the one that's uh, Hermione is the is Belle, right? Yes. Yeah. Yeah. And, I forget uh, her name. Uh, Belle. No, no, I forget the actress's oh, uh,
1: name. Oh, Emma Watson. Watson. Okay, yeah, yeah. I could use her make... and Emma Stone sometimes.
2: You paused <laughs> right there. I said Hermione, and it made you it made you think, yeah, wait, who is that?
1: Yeah, exactly. <laughs> and what's cool is uh, Ian McKellen is going to be the voice of Cogsworth. Mm-hmm. Oh,
2: cool! You say Emma Stone. I actually thought Emma Stone was a very good uh, Gwen Stacy. I did too. Yeah, because I was in love with Gwen Stacy when I was a kid. Right. <laughs> I mean, I cried when she died.
1: And she was one of those characters that, like, I never thought they would bring her back to life. Me either, but they did, and like there's the new Spider Gwen book, and I've heard it's really popular. I haven't read it yet, but I, I know it has its fans.
2: Yep. Yeah. Well, we see, you know, we see Spider Gwens at uh, showing up at conventions, you know, cosplay. Yep. So, you know, you know, there's got to be some fans out there.
1: Oh, definitely. So, uh, last question: Do you guys have any uh, social media that you'd like to plug for yourself or for Tiny?
2: Ladies first.
1: Oh, I could... <laughs> well, um all I can think about
0: is my. Well, I haven't posted anything yet, so I feel weird with trying to sharing it. <laughs> uh, I just created a Twitter, like literally, like during MegaCon.
1: Um, <laughs> well, we'll get literally. you some followers.
0: Yeah. yeah. Why not? Okay. It's um, Diana underscore Harold, and that's it. Yeah, that should be me. Well, you've also got the Facebook uh, page. Oh Facebook. oh, yeah. Oh yeah. Thank you. <laughs> I forgot about that. I haven't done anything with it either. Um, also it's, a, it's my Facebook is Deanna Harold art, art page. So that's cool. That's there too. Those are probably the two that are best to share here. I think for tiny regarding tiny and future art, of course. Uh, yeah.
2: So for me, you can find me at a couple of places. Um, on uh, Twitter, I am at uh, Man Roland, um, so you can follow me there. On <clears throat> excuse me, got a uh, got a frog. I um, I blog about once a week, and that address is www.rolandman.me. That is Rolandman.me, and I also have a uh, Facebook page that I would appreciate if anybody goes and likes it, uh, and that is RolandManAuthor. Author. That is Facebook at Man Author. That's where you can find me.
1: Awesome. And I'll, I'll put descriptions to all of the all of your social media stuff in the episode description as well. So people can just – if they're listening, they Yay. can just click on it, and they can find you guys very easily.
2: Cool. And I'll send you the, the link for uh, the tiny uh, Kickstarter. It's got a really long name. It's kickstarter.com. I'll say it, but it's I, I'm just going to have to give it to you. Uh, it's kickstarter.com slash projects slash rolling man slash – Tiny hyphen A hyphen comic hyphen adaptation hyphen of hyphen Thumbelina.
1: <laughs> that is impressive that you could remember that. That is awesome. <laughs>
2: so, so I'm not sure how it ended up to be so long. If I had had a choice, I would have tried to shorten it somehow, but, but uh, I didn't have a choice. <laughs>
1: I'll have to go back and like rewind and listen to that like three or four different times so I can type it out. <laughs> I'll, I'll
2: be sure that I, I send it. I'll send the message to you on Facebook. I'll send the link to you so you'll have it.
1: <laughs> awesome. Well, thank you guys very much for uh, coming back on the sh- our show, Diana. De- it was nice meeting you, and Roland. It was great talking with you again.
2: Absolutely, pleasure's all mine, sir. Mm-hmm. Likewise. And I I will let you know. Uh, you will you will be amongst the first to know. Um. what happens after Tiny.
1: Awesome. Thank you. My thanks again to Roland and Deanna for that wonderful interview. Be sure to check out their Kickstarter and follow them on social media, and you can find all of those links in the description to this episode. Next week, we'll be returning to the world of performing acts with America's ballpark prankster, Zerk, who was recently at the Pensacola Blue Wahoos and had a great performance Uh, during the game, and I actually got to talk with the guy behind the mask, and you'll definitely want to check out that really fun interview. But until then, you can check out past episodes of this show on iTunes and Stitcher Radio. Just search for The Derek Diamond Experience. You can also follow me on social media. I'm on Facebook and on Twitter at dde underscore podcast, or you can follow me personally on Twitter at Derek underscore Diamond. And that's all I've got, so enjoy the rest of your week. Have a safe and fun weekend. Thank you for tuning in to another amazing episode of the Derek Diamond Experience. I am your host, Derek Diamond, and we'll see you guys back here next Thursday with Bird Zerk.
0: a Nerd Cave Network production.